All right, welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, Biggie here. Uh, pleased to be joined by SYP creator Scotty Gay. Scotty, what's hey. happening? What's going on? Hey, this is I've been waiting for this podcast. You know, you guys know I'm a Ducks fan. It's the Ducks, it's Pacific Division preview, as we're going to talk about later. It'll be, I'm good. I'm really tired, but I'm taking some time out of my day to pod about my Ducks and this, what's going to be wild division. Um, I, I think I'm going to name this podcast the longest week because this just fe- like this feels like so we were originally for those who are wondering, we were originally supposed to pod uh, Wednesday night. We're now doing this Sunday, October 10th, 2021. We were supposed to pod on Wednesday night, uh, but due to uh, stuff going on in my world, I was not able to pod on Wednesday. So now it's, you know, Sunday night, we're going to be doing the NHL Pacific preview. Uh, we'll be doing a mailbag as well at the end. But this has just been the most hectic, chaotic week I think I can recall uh, between my Everett Silvertip stuff that I've been doing, between my BCIT stuff that I've been doing, um, driving. I've done a whole lot of driving the last like 48 hours. So it's no wonder we've actually found time to, you know, get together and have a podcast. Yeah, it's it's worked out, worked out well for sure. So we're going to talk about the, the Pacific what team do you, do you want? So do you want to just get from shitty to good? Is that how we want to do this podcast? We probably should. And we're going to start with San Jose because Anaheim's not going to be the worst team in this division. Mark my words. E- okay. Okay. Let's talk about San Jose then. So the Sharks, um, should we just talk about the Evander Kane stuff first? Because I feel like that's like a, when you talk about the Sharks, you kind of have to talk about Evander Kane and yeah all the stuff he's going through right now yeah it's not good there's all kinds of nhlpa stuff there's a lot i mean again for those that don't know he was he was he filed for bankruptcy back a couple i think this is like january february this year yes before the season yeah before the season started and it was suspected that it was due to a gambling addiction which the nhlpa and nhl conducted a investigation on and they found no foul play in terms of addictive gambling so there's yeah game betting no evidence of game betting according to evander kane uh there was domestic violence allegations at september 2021 um they i think they're still investigating that there's also been uh reports of a fake vaccine card that kane was using uh with the sharks. So if those claims are substantiated, Kane could potentially potentially face a lengthy suspension by the NHL as well as criminal charges in the US. Um, that's not good. And I don't think the rest of the sharks are that good. Yeah, I mean, like in looking at their team, they've you know, they're going through a big transition phase. They've got, you know, some guys. You look at Brent Burns, look at Couture, look at Eric Carlson that have been there since. They're 20, well, not Carlson, but since they're 2016, 17, like they're prime, if you will, they're prime, maybe. Um, I just, I don't know. There's not a lot to, it's not that impressive here. I, I, I think, well, part of it with this team is the fact that I think they thought after they went to the finals in like 2017, I think they thought like, oh, this team is legit. And we're, we got many more cup runs in us when it turned yeah. out that was like an older core who did not have more cup runs in them with Thornton, Marlowe, Couture, 
yeah, this team, I, I don't, I don't really like this. I like some pieces. I don't really like this team. I like, I think this team could almost be worse than Arizona, possibly. I think you're right. Yeah, it could be. It's got the potential. I mean, there are two P, two guys I do like on this team, and they're both new acquisitions, if you will. Aiden Hill, goalie from Arizona, funny enough. Um, he's gonna he's listed as a starter here. He'll probably start most of their games. I like him as a piece. I also like Willie Mecklen, who they drafted seventh overall in the draft this year, and he's slated on the second line with Hurdle and Barabanov. So that's looking like a pretty solid second line. But again, outside of that, it's just, I don't know. Like you said, to your point, Ian, it's just, they might be worse than Arizona. I think you're right. Um, Jonathan Dahlin is on the first line with Loka Couture and Timo Meyer. Yikes. I like uh, Meyer too. Uh, Nick Bonino is on this team. Yep. Andrew Cogliano is on this team. Hey, former Duck. Former Duck. James, James Reimer. He's their backup, right? Backup goalie. Yep, there you go. It's Mark Edward Vlasic's on the third pair. You must be sick if he's on the third pair. Hey, Olympian. Or can, I, yeah, we're up. can I just say? Yes. Is this not the worst G- GM job? Like, if you like of all the jobs you could take right now in the NHL, is San Jose is not the worst. Arizona's is worse, I think. Or Buffalo. Actually, no, sorry, scratch that. Buffalo is the worst. No, you see, here's the thing. I think Buffalo, Buffalo, I think there's a pathway to success in Buffalo where it's like taking draft picks and selling off pieces for like draft picks. Like I think, and, and utilizing like basically doing what Arizona is doing. I think that's what you can do in Buffalo. Right. That's what Buffalo should be doing. San Jose, they've already made so much, so many financial commitments between Carlson, Burns, Couture. I don't think Evander Kane's coming back. No. Um, but there's just Mark Edward Vlasic. Like, there's so many financial commitments that this team has to win now. Because they, 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 can't, they can't just trade those guys. Like, you can't trade Carlson, no. Burns, Vlasic, Couture. So I think this you can make the argument that San Jose's got the worst GM job in the, in the league right now. Probably in the, definitely in the Western Conference. I would, I would, yeah. Say I don't, there's, I think there's worse positions to have, to be honest, but I'm with you there. Western Conference, not, not a great place. And it, it, like you said, it's, it's just a weird setup. Like ownership thinks they could still win it with this core. I just, they don't, they can't. There's no way. Who's your X Factor on the Sharks? Demo Meyer. Um, I think he's more of a player, like my player to watch versus an X Factor. Um, because when we talk about X factors, we usually talk about guys who we think, like, if this guy does well, then the rest of the team ideally is doing well. kind of lift the team up. Yeah, yeah. Meyer is a key piece on the first line, and he's gonna be, I don't know, he's just like really, I think he's gonna be one of you know the leaders on Team Switzerland at the Olympics. And he again, he'll have a good, hopefully, get it off to a good start, and then he'll carry that success into the Olympics. Um, but obviously, that's not helping out San Jose, so. Um, Timo Myers, my guy to watch. Yeah, you. What are you thinking? I was thinking about going the one of the guys on Daily Faceoff's third line for the Sharks right now between Rudolph Balsers, Nick Benino, Kevin LeBanc. Like, I feel like if one of those guys can really step up and like, I, I don't know if there's like a twenty goal scorer here, but if somebody can maybe get get forty or fifty points, yeah. That could help. 
Yep. Maybe push him into a wild card spot. Aiden, probably one of the goalie, goalies is like the real answer here. But yeah. I feel like I, I feel I feel like the um, you know, the not obvious answer is like some bottom six forward on this team can have a, you know, bounce back resurgent season and maybe push this team to a wild card. I think that's the best you can hope from this team is a wild card this year. That's the very best. And yeah. that's in a yeah. In a division that like he's only gonna have three playoff teams. Um but again, we'll see what happens. Okay, that's our that, that's our Sharks preview. Yep. Um, what team do you want to go with next? Let's talk about Calgary. Okay, let's talk about Calgary. I I think this team is. I think this team is like fifth in the West. You mean in the Pacific or Pacific West? I think this team is fifth in the Pacific. Okay. I think there's a lot riding here on Sutter, this team believing in Sutter. Yep. And if they can play the way that he thinks they can play. Um, Giordano, losing Giordano for nothing in the offseason blows, to put it lightly. Yeah, to put it, to put it lightly. Um. I don't know where I don't know how they're gonna replace like if they're gonna go with a money ball thing and replace replace him with Erica Branson, Nikita Zadorov, Oliver Shillington. Like I don't know where that where that replacement's coming from, but right. I I I I think there's a lot like a lot has to go right for Calgary to do well this year, and I don't see it happening. Yeah, I like I like that. And again, just looking at this roster, like you know. Kachuk's a good piece. Kachuk's a good player, but can he carry a franchise at this point? I don't think so. He's just not quite there. He needs help around him, and he just doesn't quite have that help that he needs to have, you know? I mean, here's the thing. I like Kachuk. Mangiapane's actually turned into, like, one of my favorite flames. Mangiapane had a hell of a world championships, and I think he's going to take a big step up with that on the flames. And he'll he's, not to spoil it, but he's my X-Factor. Okay. For sure. And just for, for that reason alone, he, he's, he took a big step last year. He was kind of became a notable guy, had a heck of a world championship, and he's going to come back to the Calgary kind of mo- maybe not hungry, but like motivated to get better and to continue to be this like unheralded, like kind of Joe Pavelski type, bit of a smaller forward, but has some, has a bit of bite. A good net front presence. A good net front presence can score, can chip in defensively. Like he's a very solid two-way guy, and he's he's gonna he's a good player. He's not gonna. I'm not gonna sleep on Mangiapane. So, I think there's a, I, I think there's a world in which if the Flames have another shitty start to their season, yeah, which is certainly in the realm of possibility, they could be big sellers at the deadline, especially if like some Brad Tree Living. I think it's someone who could definitely get fired mid-season if shit hits the fan in Calgary. Oh, if they're not like at least in the hunt. Yeah, I, if, if, I, if, if if they're like sixth or seventh, like if they're near the bottom to start the year. Yeah, that's a tough look. And I mean, I I mean, I I think you could see somebody like Goudreau gone, Monahan gone, 
I think Monaghan's the most likely to go of any of the players on this roster. I think Monaghan's probably trade target number one. He Eli- might be top five on the TSN trade bait board. Just, just saying, he might be. Elias Lindholm is another name that could be, could be moved. True, but you know the thing with Lindholm is he's. I really like Lindholm. I think he's such an important piece to that team. And although he's a veteran guy and he would be a very valuable asset to a playoff team, I think he's too important to the franchise. I think he does enjoy being in Calgary. So who, okay. Who do you, so if you're, if, if you're the flames and let's say you have a really shitty, like start to the year. Sure. Who is untouchable? Kachuk, Dubé, Lindholm, Tanev and Marshall. I think are my I th- four, five or four or five guys. I think it's Kachuk, Mangiapani. Oh, and Mangiapani as well. Yeah, so six. Yeah, Mangiapani. Valimak. Like I don't, I don't like a defenseman. Some sort of defense. I don't know if Tanev. I think they might want to get rid of him for like salary cap purposes. Although Tanev and Markstrom could be harder to move. L- listen, I, I have. I th- here's the thing. I think there's a world in which the Flames can make the playoffs. I think they can, you know, string together, play the way they. Sutter wants him to and go be a playoff team. I think it could happen. Sure. I just think there's too much that has to happen for them to be a playoff team. And, and yeah. that's, and that's why I think they're going to probably miss out on the playoffs. There's a lot of, you got to bank on a lot of things in Calgary and, and as many seasons go, a lot of times it doesn't happen. And I I'm with you. I don't think they make the playoffs either, but. I, I, I really have a tough time believing in a team with Nikita Zadorov and Good Branson in your top six. Yep. That's a really tough sell for me. And when you're, your fourth line, your fourth line of Lucic, Brad Richardson, and Trevor Lewis, that's, a, that, you know, that's maybe not a bad playoff line. But if you're, you know, if you're relying on that for 82 games, that's, that's another tough sell for me. I, I agree with you there. Uh, my X factor on the flames, you already mentioned yours, Amanda Pawnee. Uh, I'll say Noah Hannafin. Okay. I like, Han- I like Hannafin. Yep. Um, I think he's a solid defenseman. He could, he's somebody who could be moved left, you know, left side defenseman. I, and he's got to be one of those guys. He's got to like eat 25 minutes a game and play good minutes for the flames to get anywhere close. And, he is capable of playing 25 minutes, but the question is, can he play 25 minutes against the best players? It, I don't think he quite can. It's like the, it's like it's almost like Duncan Keith, except for the fact that like Keith did do that at one time. Whereas like Keith was still getting 25 minutes just last year in Chicago. Yeah. And it just like that wasn't what Keith is that's not what Keith is supposed to be. Not anymore. Not anymore. And right. it's the same with Hannapin, where it's like he you know, can be Han- Hannafin could be the guy who plays 25 minutes. That's just not what he should. That's not the best way to use Hannafin. If he was the fourth, third or fourth defenseman on this team, I would be very thrilled. But because yes. he's either one or two, it's yeah, it's a little sketch. Yeah. Um, and again, like losing Giordano sucks. Giving up a third round pick for Sadoff is not what I would call ideal. But, hey, but it's it's a, it's a price you have to pay, right? No, you don't have to pay that for Zadorov. You don't have to pay anything for Zadorov. Nobody should be giving up assets for Nikita Zadorov. Not in today's economy. Um, okay, I I want to I want to talk about I want to I want to talk about the Seattle Kraken right now. Okay, I want to do it right now. 
Okay, let's do it. Let's hear it. So the crowd, because I think this is what people really want to hear. And there's like two or three teams that people really want us to talk about. And the Kraken are one of them. So I've seen the Kraken play twice this preseason. Mm -hmm. I saw them play against the Oilers and Everett, and they were not great for 55 minutes in that game. I saw them play the Canucks in Vancouver, and they were the best team for 60 minutes in that game. Right. I think this is a team that has a, a, a... specific way that they want they know who they are and they know how they want to play yep and i think they have the tools to be that team uh that they want to be in terms of we don't give up goals we play hard and you're gonna have a shit time trying to you know shoot anything against us Goal, yeah. goal, goal scoring is not their top priority here. Their goal, their top goal, their main goal is to make sure you don't score. We're going to do everything in our power to make sure you don't score. Yeah. They'll muck out games 3-2, two, 2-1. Two mm-hmm. And I, I 100% agree with you. And again, you look, you just look at their, their team, you look at their core, you look at how they're built. They have essentially like seven or eight like second pairing defensemen on their team. In essence, more or less. And again, guys are going to develop. Guys are going to, you know, get better, whatever it looks like. And the guy in there, who's my X Factor, Philip Grubauer. And he's a Vesna candidate last year. And he's going to, man, he's a terrific goalie. So, like, to your point, they're going to lock it down, be an absolute brick wall of a team to play against, and they're going to win games 2-1. I I think with the Kraken – they don't need any. We talked about Hannafin playing 25 minutes a night. They don't need anybody to play 25 minutes a night because you have the depth one through six on any given night yep. to just have guys play 20 minutes each. Like you can trust Alexiak to play 20 minutes a night. Yep. You can trust Adam Larson to play at least 20 minutes a night. Vince Dunn to play 20 minutes a night, which I, I like. I think this team, like you say, mm-hmm. maybe not going to be the most entertaining team to watch. Maybe actually going to be one of the more boring teams to watch. But if they, if they, if they're, if they're hot, like if they're on, yeah, on any given night, if they're on, they're going to be one of the most, one of the most toughest team, one of the hardest, most physical teams to go up against, and it's going to be a pain in the ass to go up against the Kraken. And again, think about all the teams coming, you know, from the East coming out to West to play Seattle. It's like in the NFL, you know, think about if you're an NFL team and you're coming out to play Seattle, you're in for a shit time because that, that Century Lake field is nuts. You go into Clem Pledgerina here in Seattle, like it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be an absolute chaotic scene. And it's going to be like a call. It's going to be like a college atmosphere. Exactly. And again, new team, new organization, everything that comes with that. I will say there is one thing that you said that I don't necessarily fully agree with is that they're going to not going to be fun to watch. I disagree with that. I think they okay. actually will be fun to watch. Um, and purely on kind of looking at their, their four groups really like you just look at all those guys. No one's huge. There's no big, big, big players, but they're all quick. And that's how they built this team. You know, the quick up front, maybe not the most like, Oh my God, there's a Mark stone. Oh my God, there's Max Pratt There's a Will and Carlson. 
They're not like that quite yet. They're going to probably acquire players. Wenberg's going to become better. Jeremy McCann's going to be better. He's going to kind of develop in a bigger role. Everly is going to, you know, be like the first line guy. He was in, in New York, and he's going to be the same thing here in Seattle. And it's, I don't know. I think they're going to be cool, fun to watch. Just watching some of their set plays, and the guys have really bonded. They're kind of like hungry. And um, one thing I think it was Jimmy Lexiak said after a, a preseason game, he was talking about how, yeah, like every, every game a guy's going to be extra motivated because they're playing against their old team. Yeah, pretty much. I think that'll make it fun to watch for sure. My X factor on the crack, and by the way, Yanni Gord, not even listed yet on daily faceoff, is, yeah. is like going to be probably the top, if not second line center on this team. Yep. My X factor is Morgan Geeky. Interesting. Okay. He's had a terrific preseason. Nicknames Geek Squad. Mm-hmm. Former Tri City American Morgan Geeky, by the way. I I am excited to see how he does. He yep. had, you know, he, he had moments of brilliance in Carolina. Like I think he had like I think he had like four points in his first two games or whatever with the Hurricanes. Yep. I, I think he if he, you know, is gonna stay, you know. If he can stay on his third line, contribute like he has this preseason, look out for Morgan Geeky. That dude could have a terrific season that none of us expect. Because we're always, you know, we're all talking about like who's, you know, comparing it to Vegas, who's the next William Carlson? Who's the next Shea Theodore? Who's the next whatever, whatever? Yeah. Morgan Geeky, I think, could be that guy. I also like, to your point about who's the next Shea Theodore, I like Vince Dunn to be that guy. Yeah, or Hayden Flurry as well, another guy. Vince Dunn got two goals in the preseason game. Yes, against the Canucks. I against did. the Canucks. I saw, I saw both, and they were absolute bombs from the point. He's got a good shot on him. He does, yeah. And he gets, he gets it through. That's the biggest thing with him. So, Kraken are looking good. Yep. What's the next, who's the next team you want to discuss? I think we should talk about Anaheim. And then we'll get, we'll get into um, Los Angeles, and then we'll talk about some of the other the better teams. Can, other uh, other Canadian teams? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. so. So let's talk about Anaheim. Let's talk about Anaheim. So I'll give you he, he, this is your platform. You can start with the Anaheim. So I'll preface it with this. They won't make the playoffs. And I'm okay with that because they're not quite there. However, however, having said that, Zegers is my X factor. There is a pretty good chance he'll win the quarter, depending on how things go, how many points he scores, what he does for the team, and how he drives kind of the offense. Him and Comtois and Raquel in the first line have looked really, really good. And that's something I've noticed in preseason. They've been kind of driving the play, which yeah, you don't really – you haven't seen that Anaheim since Getzlav and Perry were in town, which is, you know, which is really, really good to see as a Ducks fan. Um, like I said off the top, this team's not a playoff team. They're not going to make the playoffs, but – it's just going to give kind of time for guys like Troy Terry and Isaac Lundestrom, Max Comtois, even um, Jamie Drysdale back on the point as well to kind of just develop and give them the minutes and in on a, I don't want to say a better team, but in where they have like more of an expanded role, they have more confidence. They've played half a year or a bit of a year already. So they're going to really kind of step into bigger roles and, Bob Murray is going to expect them to hop into, okay, like, and Dallas Aiken's going to hop in and say, like, okay, like, let's get going with this, right? So, um, 
I, I like the Ducks' outlook. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, but Zegers and Drysdale will be two guys that you need to watch because they're going to be fun for sure. This is largely, correct me if I'm wrong, this is largely the same team from last year. Yes, the Ducks made no changes in the offseason. Well, hey, don't don't disrespect Brogan Rafferty like that, all right, man? Also, Hayden Flair went to the... Seattle. Yeah, went to Seattle. Listen, I, 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 I don't know what I get. So you're rebuilding. Yes. The Ducks are rebuilding, but at the same time, they didn't make any moves, i.e. trading Adam Henry, Silverberg, even, you know. Raquel even. Raquel, Cam Fowler. Yeah. Because the price was too high, reportedly. For a said guys. Yep. So what this, what this team feels like to me is a team that's maybe not to the same extent that Detroit is, but a team that's kind of taking the long way to doing a rebuild. Where they have that's not a bad thing. Which is not a bad thing. I'm not a totally opposed to that because you know, good things take time. And you do have one of the best goalies in the league, who unfortunately has to play play again, yeah, play behind one of the not worst decors, but a, a, a defense that's maybe not a great. lackluster, a lackluster, lackluster. Yeah, that's true. And again, there's pieces I like. I think there's you know some some talented players on this team. Definitely. If Max Comtois is your leading scorer again this year, I'd still be a little bit concerned. I think it'll be Zegers, but that's well. well part of it, like like last year, let me. I'm just pulling it up now. So last year, record was seventeen thirty and nine. Yep. Which I mean, Ducks will probably win maybe thirty games this year if no, you're lucky. Uh, thirty-five. But point point leader was Max Comtois with 33, which essentially would have been what about 50 points, 55 points. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, right. Um listen, I, I just if that happens again, if you if you get the same sort of repeat, that's really concerning. The the, the other thing I should I, I will say that by law of averages. The Ducks had the worst single season power play in the NHL last year, like ever. Worst power play ever at about 9%. Yep. That's, yeah. Which it really can't get that low. Like it can't be that low again. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be like Edmonton Oilers 30% level, but by law of averages, like that power play should be near 15 to 20% this upcoming season. Oh, I agree with that. I think it. I think it will be higher because, again, I mentioned Zeke and Drysdale, and they're both slated on the number one power play unit as of right now. And I just think they're that di- kind of influence of or the influx of dynamic talent, like you said earlier, is going to help boost it a bit. It won't, like you said, it won't be McDavid Drysdale level of power play, but it'll be better for sure. So the biggest question with this team is just who's going to score the goals? Yep. Because I think you know, like. Goaltending will be fine. You'll yep. get the Ducks will give up about three goals a game. 
more or less, mm-hmm. just because of who their goaltending is and who their defense is. Sure. Okay. It's just a matter of can they score three goals a game? Yeah. Which I don't know that they can. And that's going to be, that's going to be like the biggest issue. It's like, I don't know if they could score three goals a game. Ever since get Perry and gets kind of tailed off and Perry got sent to well, for Dallas score goal scoring has always kind of been an issue. Um, Raquel Silverberg, Henrique are all kind of guys that the ducks expected for the last few years to lean on and produce. And none of them just, they just haven't um, hopefully again, like I said, Steele steps up. Lundestrom has a better year. Um, he showed really some good flashes of brilliance. Um, obviously, I talked about Drysdale. Um, some of the, even like another step up from Josh Manson, from Camp Fowler, even hopefully back bounce back year for him. Like I said, there's pieces here, like, uh, like you said as well, there's pieces here that are nice, but you're not going to score enough yet. And maybe McTavish comes in late season and puts in 10 goals in 20 games. We'll see what happens. Uh, you said your X factor was Egress. That's correct. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'll go with Manson. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Because Manson, so he's going to be on the right side again. Yep. Top pair. He's, he's 30. Wow. And he's, I, I don't want to say injury prone because I don't think that's fair. But he has had some, like, he missed a, quite a bit of time last year, yep. missed quite a bit of time the year before. It's a really tough like sell for me again having a thirty year old with injury history as your top line right D. Yeah, but um, when he when he's healthy, man, he's effective. I, he- I'm yeah, I I that I agree with that. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy for an eighty two game season? We'll find out. We'll find out, and yeah. if not, this might be a time where Jamie Drysdale just you know. Shows off. Takes takes the reins as he should. He's going to be the one, number one D guy on the right side in Anaheim pretty quickly. It's just a matter of, is it next year or is it the year after that? But we'll see. Uh, Manson is also a UFA after the season. So maybe he's got a modified tr- no trade. So maybe they get rid of him at the deadline. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, okay. Let's talk about our bitter rivals, Los Angeles. Well, your bitter rivals. I actually really like the Kings. I also like the Kings too. I like their pieces. I just don't like them as a team so what don't you like about the is it because there's some you know anaheim's rivals but what actually don't you like about the kings this is a therapy session scott like talk it out what don't you like about talk it out i just don't like the fact that i don't know maybe it's just because they're anaheim's biggest rivals and i have i have to not like the king i actually like the king's pieces and i like what they're doing in this system they've got a boatload of prospects, uh, two quote potentially top centers in Byfield and Turcot. And again, look, just looking at this team right now, Velarde's solid. Um, Kaliev's going to be playing on third line, likely. Anderson Dolan's going to be a solid bottom six piece. Mikey Anderson slated to play with Drew Doughty this year. My, my, um, bo- my boy, Mikey Anderson. Mikey Anderson, former American National Junior Team member. Um, no, I, I don't know. I think the Kings are set up really well, but same thing. They're going to kind of, they're kind of in the same spot as, I don't want to say the same spot as Calgary, but they're like going to be at the same type of level. Like they'll be kind of back and forth in the standings. I'm thinking it's, ba- it's basically, I think how you predict this division yeah. is pretty much like 
how do you how do you feel about Seattle, LA, and Calgary? Because yep. you you have a, a, a Seattle team that it's kind of trending neutral because of the fact that we have no idea what Seattle's like, right? That's a, a good point. Yes, the Kings are, are trending upwards because they have all these prospects. They have pieces who are you know still pretty good, like Arvidsson, Dano, who they just acquired, yep. who are solid key pieces. Calgary, I feel like, is trending downwards. Yep. And the fact that if it doesn't go well for the Flames this year, um, people are losing jobs. Absolutely. And people are getting traded as well. People are getting traded. And I don't think that happens for Seattle or LA. So I think that's how that's how I feel about those three teams. And I feel like they're all kind of within like the same sort of spot. Yeah, I definitely I agree with you there. Um, I don't know. LA's got like down the middle. They look really good. I like Kopitar. He's still one of the best defensive centers in the game. I like Denal, also one of the best defensive centers in the game. And I like Velarde too. Velarde looked pretty good. He's looked so far pretty good in preseason. He's gotten bigger. Look, like he's gotten faster. That was always a knock on him. He was always a pretty slow guy, but now he's fat. He's quicker. He's whatever he did in offseason worked out. So, um, and, he, and he's not a center, but you do like Dustin Brown. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, you know, Dustin Brown's probably one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. The best. Um, Drew Doughty is still Drew Doughty. Like he, he's no, he's, he's no overpaid. He's overpaid, and well, he is overpaid, but he's still a good defenseman. He's not ten or whatever, eleven million. Eleven million for like the next six years. He's not worth that, but he's still a very good defenseman. So pretty much, I think with the Kings is yeah. that I think their forward group's pretty good. Their defense, I think. I mean, they got Edler over the offseason, but I think their defense. There's still a little bit left to be desired when it comes to the Kings defense. They're just young and developing. They need yeah, to that's, and yeah. And just start playing more. Simply just get on the ice and get get those that experience against some of the better teams in the in the Pacific Division, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But it just yeah, they're I think another, you know, lackluster is a good word for this team as well. Outside of Drew Doughty, they're kind of just like I don't want to say a bunch of nobodies, but they're just I don't know, unheralded maybe. Unheralded, unheralded is probably the right word. And then goalie, Cal Peterson may be one of the most underappreciated goalies in the league right now um, in it's L.A. Fair. Yeah. Jonathan Quick is not the same guy that he was in the past. I think what, I think the Quick um, maybe downfall was really in 2018 in the first round against Vegas when – Quick, like, was electric in all four games, like, kept or kept LA in all four games, yet they still got swept by Vegas. Yeah, that's true. That is, that is very true. So, with that being said, quick might be my X factor. Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to be playing 50 games. He might, I think, be a pretty even split between both goalies, I think. Probably. And if the quick can, if quick can do like a 275 GAA. And like a nine ten save percentage, but I don't think they're asking for a lot. But like nine hundred, nine ten, maybe nine oh five, something along those lines that keeps them in games. Then I think they're in a good spot. I think that's gonna be the difference between making and missing the playoffs is if Quick can have like a nine oh five, nine ten save percentage compared to yeah, like an, I, an eight ninety or eight ninety five. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Who's your X factor? Kopitar. This is still Kopitar's team. He's still the captain. 
if he's going, if he's putting up 70 points, if he's driving the bus, the team's going to come with him. They'll be in the hunt, but they're not going to make playoffs. Okay. So what what team what we got three teams left that we need to talk about? Uh we have yeah, yeah, three teams. We talked about everyone. Yeah, Vancouver, Edmonton, Vegas. Let's go. Let's talk about let's talk about Edmonton first. Okay. Their forward group is probably one of the most balanced forward groups in the entire league. If not the most balanced forward group. I would say, yeah. Uh Van, oh, Vancouver is pretty close, but yeah, their their forward group is looking good. With that being with that being said, yeah, the defense and the goaltending. Um, speaking of position groups that leave a lot to be desired, yeah, <laughs> that's that is like a big worry for me this year when it comes to the Oilers is. Everybody who isn't a forward, I'll leave it at that. Everybody who isn't a forward on the Oilers, I have some concern about maybe outside of nurse. I don't know. Barry's pretty good, man. I would say that. And I think Bouchard's going to take a step as well. So you, so then you, you and I can play, uh, you know, our, my favorite game that I play with uh, HYP creator ravisher, who yeah. is the best offensive defenseman slash hor- most horrible in their own D zone. Uh, D-man in their league. Candidates include Tyson Berry, okay. Oliver Ekman Larson, <laughs> yeah, Quinn Hughes, yeah. Oh god, there's two Canucks there. Yeah. Uh, Cody Cece, who is just maybe not good in general, also on the Oilers. Uh, John Carlson, yep. And insert player here. Any other names? If you have any other suggestions that you want to throw in there. For guy who is great at contributing offensively, but is an absolutely night absolute nightmare in his own zone. I want to say insert player here. It's uh, Tony D'Angelo, but that's... well, that guy is just a concern when he's yeah. like, you know not on the ice and in his own zone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, oh, insert player. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say insert player here. Uh, Quinn Hughes will get better. Ekman Larson, people. I don't know why people don't like Ekman Larson. I think he's fine. Um, but well, he guess, got paid. He got paid and then got worse. Isn't that's always how it happens, though? I guess. Uh, I guess unless oh, you're a uh, other name I could mention is Seth Jones. Seth Jones Ooh. is another guy who's. I was, uh, I was about to say Seth Jones, but I think Seth Jones is okay defensively. You could I be right. Say, maybe it is Tyson Berry. Maybe it is. There's a, there's a good argument for Tyson Berry. I'll say that much. There is, but I, Berry and Nurse as a D pair are very solid. I think that's there's some truth there. You're right. Berry as a standalone defenseman isn't the greatest defensive defenseman. But neither is Quinn Hughes. So, um, And neither was Paul Coffey, by the way. No, but that was also a different time where you just scored eight goals against the opposing goalie no matter what. This is also a good point. Um. They, they didn't wear pads as goalies back in the day. So, well, they, yeah, they weren't as good. And their stand up uh, goaltending strategy was not good. So. No, no. Um, so, this, so the Oilers, can I, can I just name off some of the Oilers' offseason moves? 
Sure. Yeah, bring it. There's a bunch, but yeah, bring it. Just for the fun of it. So they acquired Duncan Keith, Duncan Keith, and Tim Soderlund yep. from the Blackhawks for Caleb Jones and a conditional third round pick this upcoming year. But it could turn into a second round pick if Edmonton reaches the finals and Keith is among the top four defensemen on the Oilers in time on ice during the first three rounds. Very conditional. Okay. Very conditional. Uh, they traded their first round pick in 2021 to Minnesota, which turned out to be Jesper Wallstadt, uh, for Xavier Bogot, Bogo and a third round pick from Pittsburgh in 2021, which turned out to be Luca Munzenberger. Munzenberger. Uh, questionable deal at the time because people thought Wallstadt could be a future goalie for the Oilers, and they traded you know that opportunity away. Yep. Uh, they traded Ethan Bear to the Carolina Hurricanes for Warren Fogle. Which, on the surface, it's actually, like, I think an even deal. Like, it's actually probably, like, a fair deal for the most part. Yep. It's just you're giving up another defenseman, which you are already, like, limited at defense anyways, and now you're giving up another piece on defense. They signed Cody Cece to a four-year deal. Yep, they did. They signed Zach Hyman to a seven-year deal. Yep. They did. Uh, Derek Ryan to a two-year deal. I like that signing. That's, That's a an okay sign. Like that one. I'll, that, that one. Like okay. I, I see where you're coming from there. Also, Zach Hyman's a good signing too. I okay. Think- Hyman will be good for like three years, and then by like year five, it's gonna be a shit contract. Like trying to ma- manage like the next three. Yeah, years. Yeah, but again, in three or four years, he might be gone. The Oilers might have won a cup by this point, and he might be gone anyways. Come on, the Oilers aren't winning a cup. We all know this. They aren't winning. A cup. You're, hey, man, you never know. Um, you never know. They also uh, just you know just the you know just for good measure signed Brandon Perlini to a one year deal. Because just had a good feeling on Brandon Perlini because we all want a little Perlini in our life. He had a good cap, man. He had a good cap. I think he played his way onto the team, to be honest. Oh God. Um, as a Red Wings fan who's watched Perlini, I I, I wouldn't exactly be enthusiastic by that. Okay, listen. The Oilers are gonna, you know, the thing is they keep talking about the Oilers being a lot of five four games this year. They obviously have Two of the five best players in the league right now. Two of I the think two of the four best players. Two of the four best players in the league right now. Easily. I think defense wins championships. I agree. And I'll be honest. You know what? I I've said this before. I think I t- I think we I I titled a podcast before with the Edmonton Oilers. I'm missing the playoffs, and I still believe that. I think this team just had a wacky off season that didn't really make any sense outside of Ken Hall and thinking it's 2014, 13. And we're going to get some of these guys that just are not meant to win right now outside of maybe Hyman and Fogle, but you're trading bear to get Fogle and you need a defenseman, but you get Duncan Keith, but that's okay. We'll just take all of Keith's contract and not have Chicago retain any salary on that. Like, I don't fucking get this team. Ken Holland is treating this like the Red Wings of the past, and I'm out. I'm not in. I'm not buying this team. I don't buy it for a second. So they're not a playoff team. They're so not right. a playoff team. Because wow. they're because so the goaltending 
is who's their goal? So the goaltending. Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen. Like you're gonna tell me Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith. Listen, I like Mike Smith, and I don't think Mike Smith was the reason why this team lost in the playoffs to Winnipeg. But you're gonna tell me Mike Smith at 40 is gonna be good to go for another 40 or 50 games, and if if so, you think that Miko Koskinen is gonna give you another good 30 or 40 games? Like I just with this defense, with this decor. I'm out, and you and you and you lose Larson for nothing this year. Like the same with Giordano, you let that, him walk. That one hurt. I'll I'll give you that one. That one really hurt for sure. Like you have a D. Your top four potentially this year is Darnell Nurse, solid player. Okay, good good D good D man. Duncan Keith at thirty eight. Okay, Tyson Berry and Cody Cece. Cody CC scares me. I'll give you that one. Like, like, and and Alex Daylock can't play this year because he's got a heart problem due to COVID. So Alex Daylock can't play. So your third goalie is probably going to be Stuart Skinner this year. Yeah. Well, right now it's Koskinen. It's Smith and Koskinen, right? No, but if Staylock, it's it, those are your two are Smith and and Koskinen. Staylock can't play hockey because he's got the heart problem. So right. your third goalie. Just in case is Stuart Skinner. Yeah, yeah, that's. But again, here's you know here's the thing. Stuart Skinner's a young goalie, right? So him him coming in, you never know, right? I'm just so anti what Holland has done, and like I think the forward group will be fine. I think they'll lose a lot of five four games. They might. Like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You um. Know. My who who enough of me ranting about the Oilers. Who's your X factor on the Oilers this year? Zach Hyman. He's gonna have to drive the bus. Penalty kill power. He'll be on the power play. He'll be penalty kill. He'll play a lot. He'll play a lot. He'll be with McDavid, Drysaddle, whoever it is. Not sure who yet, but um, he's gonna have to be a key part of that team. I mean, the obvious picks here are McDavid, Drysaddle. It's their show, and they're gonna drag the Oilers to the playoffs. And Hyman's gonna have to play a big role getting them there and then also in the playoffs as a, you know, top flight penalty killer. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Hyman, by the way, uh, Zach Hyman, uh, 29, right? He's 29 years old with a bit of an injury pass. And he's getting paid five and a half million dollars until 2028. It's a lot of money. Um, My X factor is Keith. If Keith is shit this year, this whole season goes down to fucking drain. Like, if he's not good, like, if he does not do well yeah. whatsoever, this team is going to be fighting for its playoff life. Yeah. And I, I, and I mean that genuinely. Like, if Duncan Keith is not a top two defenseman this year, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad for this team. But if he's really good, Ken Holland's a genius. Just FYI. Sure. But I... I guess what I'm saying is that I'm not I, I I would not be confident in these investments made by Holland. I would right. not feel confident. Qu- yeah. Question um question. If Bring the it. Oilers miss the playoffs this year, Holland and Tippin are gone. Mm, I would say Ken Holland goes. Because I think McDay at this point it's not coaching that's the issue, it's the personnel that are on the team, that's the issue, is that they they can't get the defense and the goaltending to keep the puck out of the net. 
Okay. Goal scoring is not an issue. And you said, you said it earlier, power play was 30% last year, which is albeit not sustainable, but unbelievably good. And especially when you have two of the best, probably the two best offensive players in the world. Like, also, Zach Cassian on one of the worst contracts in the in the league. We'll save Zach Cassian for another podcast. There's we also we also didn't mention, but we should mention uh, Jesse Pugliarvi. Yes, in a, in a contract year, and Kyler Yamamoto as going into an RFA year. Both of them are going in RFA years. RFA, that's right. True. Just interesting, interesting to watch. Should should mention them. Yeah. Um, do we go Vancouver? Let's go Vancouver because people want to talk. Want us to talk. Speaking about of teams that have made weird moves in the off season. No, no, no. I think okay. You can say what you want to say. I have a different opinion, but you you go ahead. You go talk about the Canucks because I just ranted about the Oilers for like the last five minutes. You did. Um, Canucks fans, you're gonna like this. So the Canucks, their their top nine is top notch. I would say one of the best top nine four groups in the NHL. Well, not the best, but one of the best. Sure. Right. Again, just looking at this team right now, JT Miller's slate is a third line center. Now, will he stay there? Who knows? Um, I really like the Connor Garland trait, like the uh, the acquisition of him. That was huge. Um, probably the most underappreciated move by any team this year, in my opinion. Garland's a great piece. He's looked really good on the second unit uh, on the power play, and he's going to be good five on five as well. Pedersen and Hughes are signed. That was the biggest concern. If they, if their contract issues dragged out into the season, it would have caused some shit with Jim Benning, with the Aquilinis, with whoever Canucks fan base would not have been happy, but they got it done. Quinn Hughes for six years, PD for three. I like both signings. Um, you, you say that as we lo- all look towards Ottawa and Brady Kachuk. Yeah, we haven't even talked about him. Um, I like the Canucks. I like what they're looking. They're going to make the playoffs this year. I'm very confident in that. Will they get out of the second round? I don't know. I think there's a team that's a bit better than them, but I do like what, what they're doing. And they're, again, let's not forget, they're still on the rise here. Demko's still fairly young. He's still got some some game, some life left in him. Hughes is, man, he better have a bounce back here. He's one of those guys with Carter Hart. They better have a bounce back here. And I think he will. So the Canucks actually like do have, like I saw them in person and they do have like some quality players. Like I, I Neil, like my Niels Hoglander might be my favorite Canuck. Okay. It's like between Quinn Thatcher and Hoglander. Yep. Um, he's just he's just like the energizer buddy at that size too. Like it's really impressive to watch, especially in person. It's really fun. Oh. Um, you know, I I I think one of the other things that will help this team is that they don't have the cloud of Louis Erickson, Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, uh, hovering over them. Even though there's a lot of clouds that you know hang over Vancouver during the hockey season. Um, during the rain with all the rain and snow, uh, I, I, I think that cloud is, is over. And I think that's going to be a, a, a positive, uh, step in the right direction for this team. Yeah. Now you just deal with the cloud of OEL, which is fine because that's not Jim Benny's problem. 
Because that's just going to be for the next guy who takes the job. Because that's where this is going. If this doesn't work out, Benning gets fired, and away we go. Man, you're really pessimistic with these Canadian teams this year. Okay, well, what what Canadian team is going to be good? Like, I think we talked. We were high on Winnipeg. Yeah, we were. That's true. We were high on Toronto. Well, well, high, like regular season Toronto. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Any other Canadian team that you're really? Yeah, there's one we're talking about right here. So the, okay, so they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, they'll probably win the first round, depending who they play against. Okay. Um... I think so. Let me let me tell you why. And you know we can talk about their top six and their top nine, and you know their defense got better, undeniably got better. I think Demko is now the full-time guy. He's not going to have to worry about Holtby. He's not going to have to worry about so, anyone else. So, so, no, so your defense is still, like, you still have Tyler Myers. Yes. You're bringing in OEL. Yep. God, OEL and Tyler Myers on the same D pair. Wouldn't that be just fucking awesome to watch? That'd be terrific to watch. Um, Tucker Poolman. Yep. Who the Canucks, for whatever reason, signed to a three-year deal. He's a solid defenseman. I don't know why you're. Well, okay, so like, but it, but it's the whole thing with Benning. It's like, sure, this guy might be okay. Like Tucker, like, like I think when they signed like Erickson and Roussel and Beagle a few years, like more more Roussel and Beagle when they signed those guys because they mm-hmm. signed them during the same day, right? Yeah. Like those guys are fine pieces. Like those guys are clearly bottom six pieces. They're giving you a bit of grit, a bit of toughness, maybe a little scoring, but that's not why you're signing them. It's because of their scoring. Right. You don't need to sign those kind of guys to three-year deals or four-year deals. Like, sure, Tucker, Tuck- like, 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 like Tucker Pullman does not need a three-year deal. Sure, but he's a more valuable asset than a Roussel, a Jay Beagle. Is my- he? Is yeah. Tucker Pullman going to be that va- more valuable than those guys? He is a, a, a fine defenseman who is like. Yeah, he's better than Roussel and Beagle. I think so. I will. I, I will say I don't mind. I, I liked what I saw out of Jack Rathbone uh, yeah. in the preseason game I watched, and I'm on the Luke Shen bandwagon as a as a former Kelowna Rocket. Uh, I, 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 I and you know what you're getting out of Luke Shen. Sure. It's going to bring a championship man mindset to Vancouver. There you go. Exactly. I agree. Like, you know, will they get through two rounds of playoffs? I don't think so. But will they make the playoffs? Yeah. Will they win a round? Most likely. And their defense got better. And but, but who? Who who do they beat in the in the in the like so okay? I think we both agree that this team is the top is the top three team in the, in the division. Yes, definitely. I, I, I think I think I, I, I'm willing to make that bet. Yep. So they're playing some people will say Edmonton. Some people will, some people will say Seattle. Some people could say Los Angeles, Calgary, LA, Calgary. Sure. Sure. I don't like the, how they match up against Seattle. And I'm not just saying that because of the one preseason game I want to, I think because of how each team likes to play stylistically, I think Seattle is better suit in the playoffs. Okay. I don't disagree. Edmonton. I, I just spoke my, I spoke my piece yeah. on Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, you did. If they can shut down Edmonton, sure, they could probably get around them. L.A. and Calgary, that, that's a tougher playoff matchup. Tougher, but Vancouver's a better team as a whole, and they have better goalies, in my opinion. Okay, so 
I think we okay. So I think we both agree that they're top three team. Yep. Uh, who's your X factor on this team? Vasily Podkolzin. Ooh. And he's he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be kind of fly under the radar. He's he's not gonna play against the top defense guys, and that's gonna he's gonna be in kind of favorable ish matchups. He may not play 15, 20 minutes a night. He'll play twelve to fourteen minutes a night, but he'll have when he's on the ice, he'll be effective. And he's a big body, plays third line, and he has he's man, he's got some skill. Some of the moves he had preseason, you watched him live. I saw some of the games on TV. Oh, the kids, he's a big body and he's a presence and he's he's fun to watch. So he, he's gonna be really good in front of the net. Yeah. That he that's where he'll really do well. It's just like right in front of the net, causing shit in front of you know, being a shit disturber in front of goalies. I think it's like yep. I mean, he's got a ridiculous shot. Like you saw his oh, shot, like oh. his shot is it was incredible. NHL NHL ready in junior. Yeah, pretty much. It's just a matter of like, can he use his size and be a shit disturber in front of the net, which I think yep. he can be. Yep. Uh, my X factor is Elias Pettersson. Okay. Cause yeah. I, like last year, I think for the Canucks last year was a write-off entirely. Fair. Like everything, oh, yeah. everything about last season was just a write-off with this team. hundred percent. But if Petey doesn't do well this season, if he doesn't perform as well as we think he can, mm-hmm. There's going to be some conversations talk about, you know, did we, you know, we're signing him the right move. Did we pay him too much? Is yeah. maybe we, is PD maybe not the guy we thought he was? Did he just have like a sophomore slump stretching on to like three years now? Right. I, I, I think, listen, I think he's good. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be their top line center and he'll, he'll fit that role perfectly. But if it doesn't go as well as we think, and they're missing the playoffs again. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It might, might be, you, you bring up a good point. Might be time for a new number one center in town. They might, they might. And you don't know Jim Benny, Jim Benny might be uh, looking at, uh, you know, a move, a yeah. trade. He, True. He, he's known to move pieces. That's true. That's very true. We'll see what happens. Okay. Last team we have to preview. Yeah, let's talk about Vegas. All right. So what a weird season for them where they were second in the West last year. Yep. They lose their first two games to Colorado. First game or two to Colorado, and then they went on to basically reverse sweep them. Reverse sweep them, yeah. And then they lose to Montreal. In the third and in, in the semifinals, basically they lost by the way the same way that they beat Colorado with just speed, physicality, and getting yeah. lucky bounces. Good goaltending, getting lucky bounces. And again, I think Vegas just got absolutely drained from trying to beat Colorado, and and then Montreal just like had lots of rest and just pummeled them. Yeah, I I I, I can't really argue with that. But here's the thing with, you know, Vegas is, again, you know, one of the the, the last before Kraken uh, franchise team, a new, the new team. I like the Golden Knights, man. They're, oh, they're fun to watch. And they've got, dare I say, two of the best defensemen in the NHL. Dare I say? The, the fact that they still have Alex Marti- Alec Martinez, like after this whole offseason of changes and they still have room for him. Yep. That's incredible. Incredible. It is. 
honestly, I like like Vegas defensively and their goaltending. Let Leonard's good. Leonard's solid. Their top six, you know, their, their defensemen are all very good. Um, for group right now, Alex talks how he's out for I think he's on injury reserve for a bit. Yeah, he's he's gonna miss some significant time. And Nicola was also day to day, but I think he'll be back. Um, he'll be should be back for the regular season. Nolan Patrick's come in. Cody Glass is out. That's going to be a big thing to see. Maybe fresh start for Nolan Patrick is a good thing. Second overall pick. A good change of scenery. Yeah, I think it really is. And um, again, not having Cody Glass, he was a he was a solid player, and he was Vegas's first draft pick ever. Um, so I think there's a connection there. But Patrick's going to come in hungry, I think, to prove himself and to prove that. You know, he actually can be at least a better player than what he's been so far in his career. So, Patrick will be, I, I think, a good fit in Vegas. Yeah. We talked about their defense, which might be the best one through six in the NHL. Uh, there's a, there's definitely an argument. I think I think they are, but there could be arguments for other teams. But, yeah, they're up there. I think my biggest concern with this team is center. Oh, no doubt about it. With if listen, I like Chandler Stevenson, but if he's your first line center, that that's a bit concerning. He's not a one C. He's probably a three C, but playing a one C with two top flight wingers, one of them being elite. Sure, and I, I my other concern is. I don't get why I, I I get why you move on from Flurry. I get why you trade Mark Mark Andre. I, I don't get why you don't get more for him. But I don't get why you like because you brought in Evgeny Dadanoff from Ottawa yep. in his five million, and now you have to like ship out Flurry to bring in Evgeny Dadanoff. Yeah, like I that's a bit curious. Like I think like the move like I'm sure that move. It's kind of like when Montreal got like Jake Allen, right? And people were like, oh, well, on the surface, they just win the trade because they got the better player and they only gave up a draft pick and or somebody else for that and off. Okay, sure, fair enough. But right. as a result, now you have to trade Flurry. That that's a yeah. little bit curious. Very suspicious. And again, the whole Flurry situation, who knows what happened? Um, time will tell only time will tell at this point. But it's too bad you trade the Vesna winner to the Blackhawks for yeah, a third on pick, like for a, you know a pick, but like I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't I don't love the move, but yeah, it, it's not something I would do. How about that? No, I really like Flurry. I mean, he's. I mean, we talked about him when we talked about Chicago. I do like the Blackhawks now. I think they're a playoff team. I I think I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're a playoff team. Yeah, they're they're on my on my list. But again. Leonard's still really good, right? And the thing that's not the issue here, it's goaltending's not the issue in, in Vegas, but another yeah. guy I want to shout out, by the way, is uh Keegan Kolazar, former Seattle Thunderbird. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I if you if you if you have if you have a, if you're just starting listening to this podcast, uh I, I I I will say I do I am a bit of a simp for former WHL players who are currently in yeah. the NHL. Especially specifically American WHL. Players. Especially, yeah, US division, like basically US division or Kelowna BC uh guys. Basically, I I am a, a bit of a simp for you. So 
we'll get Keegan on the podcast as soon as we can. Um, who's your X factor on this team? That's a tough one. I got to think about that. Um, do you want I'm me to go the, first? Do you want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, you go first. I'd okay. love to hear who your X factor is. So we obviously try and like stay away from the goalie as an X factor because it's like a cliche, pretty much like, oh, you got to have the hot goalie, etc. This is gonna be Robin Leonard Leonard's first like real, I think, like he's in control. Like he doesn't have a Yaroslav Halak like he did in the Islanders to yep. to to back him up. He doesn't have the the uh handcuff in Marc Andre Fleury, possibly, or even he's not even backing up Fleury. Like this he, is Robin guy. This this he is the guy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I think he is capable of being the guy. But there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him this season, and I, I, I'm curious to see how he thrives in this environment of, of being in Las Vegas, where you're expected to win every night. Yeah, he's not gonna start every night, obviously, but he's gonna get a lot of opportunity. He he could be starting 60 games this year. Yeah, he could. And I'm curious to see how well he does. He's got a good defense in front of him. Uh, uh, definitely an X factor, an intriguing player to say the least for me on Vegas is Robin Lanner. I like it. No, that's, that's a good, that's a good call. Um, I'm going to say, oh, man, there's so many good players here. I think um, I know who you're going to take. I was going to say Shea Theodore, but oh, that's not who I thought you were going to take, but yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say Shea Theodore. Um, man, I could talk about, any like any of the top four defensemen really um basically but, also if you have if you're just joining like you're just starting to listen to the podcast i have a thing for uh well shade theodore also played for the seattle thunderbird yeah uh scott has a, a is a simp for like anything anaheim duck like anything ducks related he's wearing a jersey so like hey this is the pacific division preview i gotta gotta pull it up it's i should i should actually hold on hold on a second here just buy some time for like a few seconds yeah, I'll say Shea Theodore is my X factor. Um, I, again, he's a really important piece of this team, and he was one of the guys from the Vegas expansion draft that's still with the team. And speaking of Shea Theodore, there's a Golden Knights jersey. Yeah, so I got this on um, oh, fuck, what's the hockey jersey website? I can't even remember it now. Um, Wasn't it like Hockey Monkey or something? No, something else. I'll remember it. Um, anyways, basically, I got this like they gave like a surprise jersey for like a hundred bucks. And it was a Vegas jersey. And my mom's a Vegas fan, so, like, this works out well for her. She likes it. There you go. Um, yeah, Th- Shea Theodore's the guy. Um, he's going to be a huge part of kind of driving the offense on that team, as he always has been. And, um, again, him and Pietrangelo, as they won't be a deep pair, but him and Pietrangelo will command the, the ice from the back end, and they're going to drive the Golden Knights to first place in this division. Nick Hag and Zach Whitecloud too, as like also five underra- and six. underrated deep pair. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be really fun to watch. It will for sure. All right, so quickly we'll go one through four, uh, yep. or one through eight. We'll do one through eight. Yeah, sure. Um, or do you want to go from eight eight to one? Let's go eight to one. Eight to one. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go first. You go first. San Jose is going to finish last. Uh, Calgary is going to be seventh. Anaheim will finish sixth. LA will finish fifth. Edmonton will finish fourth. Seattle will finish third. The Canucks will finish second. And the Golden Knights will win the Pacific Division, like I said about 10 minutes ago. Okay. 
San Jose finishes eighth. Yep. Anaheim finishes seventh. Okay, not last. That's good. Uh, just for your sake. Uh, Calgary me. finishes sixth. Okay. Edmonton finishes fifth. LA is fourth. Are they a playoff team? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. They, oh. they, 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 the LA Kings, I said it last year, like a dark horse sleeper, the Kings. I'll say it again this year. The, the Kings will make the playoffs. I like it. The hot, that's a hot take right there. Uh, Canucks third. Yep. Seattle second. Vegas first. Oh, the two expansion teams, one and two. I like it. I like it. That's a that's a good take. I'm uh, I'll say I'm confident with that. Uh, we have uh, two questions. Well, three questions, but one question we're gonna save for when we do uh, some baseball talk later on the podcast, probably later this month. Uh, two podcasts. Uh, Raymond asked, "What's the shittiest logo?" In the NHL, ooh, it might be the it, it might not again to offend you. It might be the modern ducks. It might, to be honest, it might be. It well, it it might be. I don't disagree with that. the The OG ducks logo, no, there's no no way. no, but like the web foot now, that that's a tough look. It I yeah okay, I'll I won't argue that one. Uh, Dallas is not great. I was going to say Arizona's before they went back to Kachinas. Yes. I that would have been up there as well. Um, maybe Columbus. Yeah, Columbus is very bleh. New Jersey as well, maybe. No, no. The Devils oh. is classic. Dev- is that, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Devils is classic. M- Minnesota might be like, I think Minnesota is kind of cool, but it's also like, what the hell is a wild? <laughs> That's more about the like the team itself. That's not like the sure logo. I'm gonna say the old Arizona logo. No, you gotta say you gotta say a modern logo right now of all the NHL logos right now. Columbus, then Columbus. Okay. I can't disrespect my ducks like that. But I can. Yeah, uh, it's can. the it's it's the web web foot. You can you can disrespect the ducks. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so so Ray, so Raymond, uh, shittiest logo in the NHL. It's the Ducks' current jersey. The one that Scott's wearing. Um, left Side Heavy, uh, Jevin, he asks... Check out the Left Side Heavy podcast, by the way. Uh, Jevin asks over under 95 points for PD this season. Under, but it's close. I'm going to say under, and it might not be that. Like It might be about like 80, 75, 80. I think it's going to be closer to 90. Okay. Um, I'm confident in PD. For him to prove that he's worth seven point seven five million dollars, I think he needs to like. What would be a good season for PD? Is it like eighty points? Eighty-five points. Eighty-five points. Thirty-five goals. Eighty-five points. Okay. Would be a good season and plus ten at least. Okay. Yeah. Read into plus minus. Interesting. Um. All right. That's our uh, NHL Pacific Division preview. Uh. We've uh, now done. All four divisions getting set ahead. To do it, but we did it. We did it somehow, some way. We did it. Took us long enough. We finally did it. Uh, NHL opening night, October twelfth, Tuesday. Uh, Scott, yeah. one thing. I want yeah. one thing. You are looking forward to this upcoming NHL season. 
Wow. Um, there's so much I could talk about here. Um, and, and Dylan Larkin is available. You can talk about Dylan Larkin. Can talk about Dylan. Okay, good. I was going to steal him from you. Um, <laughs> hopefully he goes to the Ducks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Screw you. The, the Calder Trophy race this year will actually be kind of nuts. Just thinking about all the guys that are in the running and could be winners of it. And we there we talked about three of them today. Um, Zegers, Drysdale, and Pod Colson are in that mix. Talked about Caulfield as well. Um, Mo Sider on Detroit is Mo, another, Moritz name. Sider he, is another he's not, guy. He's not going to get a lot of love for it, but I think he is someone that should be mentioned. He should definitely. That 2019 draft class is going to show out this year. It's Bowen Byron. No, Byron was last year. Sorry. Byron was a rookie last year. Yeah. Same with. Same with um, What's his face? Kaprizov was a rookie last year. Yes. Um, this will be whoever wins the Calder this year will be a like a higher like a, a very notable player, like someone we've kind of been like looking for and waiting for to kind of break out. I'm predicting it'll be Caulfield or Zegers, but I'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. Um, what are you looking forward towards? Yeah. <sighs> You know, I think it's the Kraken. I think I'm really excited to see uh, the Kraken, Seattle, um, how people actually get out of the Queen Anne neighborhood after games. That's going to be fascinating. As a, as a Seattle person, that that really just applies. Like, if you know, you know. Like, if you know yeah. how bad to, to our three or four viewers who are from the Seattle, yeah. Seattle well, <laughs> You'll get a good laugh out of that one. That will be good. Um, that's for like, yeah, that's like for five people that maybe listen to this. Um, I I really think that, and I think the Kraken are going to be really fun, you know, in terms of just like maybe not actually watching because there are times where they were looking tough to watch in terms of just playing on their heels the entire time. But I think in terms of the crowd, the arena, the energy, the jerseys are some of the nicest in the league. I agree. Yeah. The jerseys are clean. It, it's pretty easy when you just create a new one to, yep. you know, make a nice one. So not fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty easy, but um, yeah, go cracking. It's cracking, baby. The, the crack. season is cracking. <laughs> nice. That's the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this week, we have an, I think we have one more podcast coming out this week with Jevin LaFabe, uh, probably coming out Friday. So stay tuned for that. Are you, you you're not going to hop on that one? You're not going to talk, you're not going to talk about Jalen Hurts' impact on the Eagles this season and why he could be a, uh, you know, a potential superstar? Oh, yeah. Um, NFC East is still a shit show, right? Or is it better now? Um, the Cowboys, I, I think, have, have made it better. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, Dak is healthy again. Yeah, Dak, Dak's healthy and, like... Um, is, is Zeke being, like, decent? Is he at least... Zeke's happy? okay. Zeke's like, okay. Hey, Zeke, hey, Zeke, Zeke is, like, he's not shitting the bed. That's good. Yes. Um, that's what you like to hear. Exactly. So, um, and, and besides, you know, now with, you know, Russ out for an extended period of time. You know, it's not like we have to talk about the Seahawks. 
True. Well, you'll have lots to talk about on that podcast. No doubt. Exactly. So be sure to tune in then. Uh, check out the rest of uh, you know the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I got to update that. I haven't been on the fucking YouTube channel for forever. Uh, we got to make some more vids. So be sure to like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, we'll be back later this week. Thanks again to Scott for taking the time to do this. And uh, we'll be back soon. Peace out.